0: However, if you'd pulled your money in and out of the market and doing market timing by taking out, if you'd happened to miss the 10 best trading days for each decade, so that's nine decades times 10 days. So that's a total of 90 days, the 90 best trading days over the past 90 years, your return would have shrunk to only 28%. So. That's a comparison of over 17,000, 17,715%, to be precise, versus 28% returns, cumulative. So when you look at that kind of data and you see the results, to me, it's it's a no-brainer. I don't know about you, Kennedy. Welcome to
1: Critical Thinking Required, hosted by LBW. This podcast is intended for free thinkers, entrepreneurs, and knowledge seekers. Join us as we discuss relevant financial topics, explore with guests their financial journeys, and engage with experts in industries such as space, media and entertainment, real estate, and many more. Buckle up and enjoy the ride.
2: Hi, welcome to Critical Thinking Required. I'm your host today, Kennedy, and this is our good buddy, Nathaniel. You may recognize him. Um, and today we're gonna to be talking about timing the markets. Before we get started though, as always, like and subscribe. You can find us anywhere, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, anywhere. Um, so Nathaniel, what is your opinion on market timing? Sell high, buy low? Sell
0: so high, buy low. I mean, in, in theory it works, mm-hmm. but but in practice it's a lot harder because by our very natures, we're very emotional beings. And because we're emotional, that can tend to lead to irrational. So as a result, people may say, oh, buy low, sell high. But then when it gets really volatile, like the times that we're seeing today, it can be very difficult for most people to hold on to the investments that they're invested in, which statistically speaking is actually better for the long term. Why? Well, uh, for the data that we found, according to data gathered from Bank of America, if you had invested in the S&P 500 since 1930, and you stayed invested the entire time through all the ups and the downs, as of the end of 2020, you would have had a total cumulative return of over 17,000%. It's quite a lot of money. However, if you'd pulled your money in and out of the market and doing market timing, by taking out, if you had happened to miss the 10 best trading days for each decade, so that's nine decades times 10 days, so that's a total of 90 days, the 90 best trading days over the past 90 years, your return would have shrunk to only 28%. So that's a comparison of over 17,000 17,715% to be precise versus 28% returns cumulative. So when you look at that kind of data and you see the results to me it's it's a no brainer. I don't I don't know about you Kennedy.
2: That's like crazy Nathaniel mm. but like so stay with me here I'm a cancer. If you're into horoscopes, you know that that means I'm naturally precognitive. Okay. And so say that I think that I can somehow time the art, the markets accurately. Okay. Why would you still advocate for long-term investing instead of short-term?
0: Well, let's say, for example, okay, we know that this is a pretty volatile market right now, right? So let's say that this is the beginning of a, an additional 50% decline from where we are today in the U.S. stock market. And you decide to get out now, mm-hmm. okay? So you move to cash, you watch the market crash, and then you wait for the dust to settle before you you get back in. Mm -hmm. So how long does it take for the dust to settle? So let's say half a year, just to throw a number out there. And so six months after the bottom, you buy back into the S&P 500 at a lower price from when you sold. So according to data gathered, though, by data analyst Nick Majuli, we know that it's unrealistic to assume that you can buy in at the lowest price and sell out at the highest price each time consistently. So let's say that you then sell the S&P 500 6 months after each market top, buy back in 6, six months after each market low. If you had done that from 1950 to 20 through the end of 2019, you would have underperformed most of the time compared with staying in the market and leaving it alone. So, marking time market timing would only outperform when there was a long enough uh, market decline, as there was, for example, in the 08, 09 Great Financial Crisis. So, in reality, though, most corrections are actually fairly short in duration. Now, this is in an extreme case. This is an extreme case, but uh, for example, in the twenty twenty one COVID nineteen correction, excuse me, the twenty twenty. COVID-19 correction, the market actually dropped 34% in total, but it only lasted for 33 days.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, but like, I'm really scared of what's going to happen next. So Mm -hmm. like everyone's saying that the market's going to tank, you know, Mm -hmm. like, is it really better to just stay in?
0: Like, what should I do? Well, let me tell you what I would do. So if it was my money, right? I would... Consistently review my investments. If none of the companies have any fundamental changes within their business, I stay the course, and I'm going to I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to jump in, and I'm not, not going to jump out because my investment time frame is for the long term. To invest in the stock market, you have to have a long term investment time frame. I would also say that if you If you don't want to invest if you if you need the cash in the short term you should invest it in short-term liquid instruments such as treasuries for example us treasury bonds you could you need to understand your investments you need to understand the underlying business you need to understand their leadership when you want to invest in a company you want to buy in at a reasonable price it doesn't need to be the lowest price but it needs to be a price where you have a significant margin of safety relative to the price that you're buying in at versus what you think it is worth today. You need to have consistency in your investment strategy and the subsequent execution. You need to review your companies periodically. You want to review the businesses, not their stock prices. And you need to, most importantly, stay the course. Whatever course you choose, you need to stick with it. But If you are worried about the markets and your investments and you can't sleep, you can't eat, and you're so stressed that you can't think of anything else, then you have to do what's right for you. So whatever be the case, do what's right for you. Because as I said at the beginning, we are emotional creatures by default. And when emotions get into the mix, a rationality can occur
2: yeah, so I guess what I'm getting from that then is the biggest obstacles in terms of like long-term investing are largely emotional. Well said. All right. So that means we need to practice some self-care, right?
0: Yep, yep.
2: All right, then. well, Nathaniel, thank you so much for you know giving us your opinions on um on the market mm. and and long-term investing. Mm. Uh, I think I've learned a little bit here, so I certainly hope that you all have too. Um, you know, like I said, at the beginning, like, and subscribe, you can find us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, all that good jazz. Um, and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Like, Like and and subscribe.
1: Thank you for taking the time to start your journey of thinking differently and listening to LBW talk about stuff they love until next time. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual on any specific security, on any specific broker-dealer or custodian. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments, broker-dealer or custodian may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. All opinions expressed by podcast participants are solely their own and do not reflect the opinion of Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management, LLC. Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management, LLC is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management LLC and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management LLC unless a client service agreement is in place.